Okay, so today we're going to talk about the last two episodes of Game of Thrones, and I believe those were episodes seven and eight. Am I correct? Yeah. Uh, I believe so, seven and eight. Right, so we had the Bear and the Maiden Fair was the first one, so we'll talk about that. All right, and the eighth episode was called Second Sons, so I would just say, why don't we just talk about, you know, each one and see what we think about it. I, I think what we can first just initially say overall is it turns out our prediction about how they were going to end the season turns out to be incorrect. Because we thought, our, if you remember from our last episode where we were talking about this, we predicted that the end of the season would end with Sam killing one of the White Walkers or others or whatever they're calling them. Right. Yeah. Yes, that was that was my prediction. Um, and so that didn't happen. That didn't happen. It happened at the end of an episode, which was towards the end of the season. But it didn't happen as the last thing in the season. Which and it also what, happened what differently than it happened differently than the book, right? He did in front of Dolores, Ed, and Pip, right? Correct. So it yeah, was a little bit different. There, there were other members of the Night's and Watch. And they saw him do it when he did it. Yeah. yeah. All right. So yeah. we can we can get back to. Dollar what that Ed. might mean. Oh my god, he's not even in the show. What a shame. Yeah, I hope well. they're gonna I hope they're still gonna bring him in. Well, if we're gonna talk about who we miss the most, uh the person I miss the most isn't Brown Ben, but strong Bellwas, as yeah. played by Dwayne Johnson the Rock. <laughs> that would be so cool. Or Rikishi. Or Rikishi. <laughs> Rikishi. <laughs> no, Rikishi could no. do it. I'm right. I'm right. Or Rikishi could do a strong bell loss, but he could do. I mean, or he could do um, Brown Ben Plum, but I think Rikishi would be a good strong bell loss. Uh, Y'all know I'm right. He's a terrible actor. Brown Ben Plum isn't he a white guy? I don't remember. <laughs> you see, his name is Brown Bread Plum, but so wait. I mean, no, he's he's a second son's guy. No, no, he had brown skin. All right, all right we, we should we should get into. Wasn't the... he um? Isn't he Westerosi? No. Isn't he related to the, the plums of wherever? Sure. He has brown skin. The noble skin. house of plum. He has brown skin. That's basically it. And his mom is a Dothraki. His mom is a Dothraki? Here's Where are you what, reading this? I'm reading it from the official wiki of Ice and Fire. He says he's part Bravosi, Summer Islander, Ibanese, Kahoric, Dothraki, Dornish, and Westerosi. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he's possibly related to some plum, but who knows? All right, so let's talk about the bear and the maiden fair. So obviously, when we heard the name of the episode, we knew what was going to happen. Right. But I think well, it's, it's really it's 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 really interesting to me because that episode, I think seven was perhaps, in my opinion, like the worst episode of Game of Thrones I've seen. And it's unfortunate because it was it was uh, George R. R. Martin writing it. Uh-huh. it but it didn't... But, but, but Jeremy, you made a point when we were talking at one point. You said you think he might have been kind of handcuffed into doing certain things. Because it didn't seem like his writing. Like, it, like, like he's usually... Like, it, it was, like, kind of campy. And, like, kind of, like, just, just... There was just dumb shit going on. And... Some of it definitely and, like, seemed I thought, like yeah, so it. Yes. Yes. Okay. Which which didn't what which scenes didn't you like? Yes. We can both hear you. Yeah, yeah. Benji, I, I think, which scenes which scenes didn't you like in that episode? Okay, okay. I'm trying to I'm, tr- 
I'm trying. I'm trying to remember. Okay, so well, okay, so let's go back through it. The, the, the ones I did like. Well, first let me say this. And some of the things okay. that have been best this season were Jamie, because Jamie has just really shined in in this season, as he does in Storm of Swords. So that's really linked up really well. Right. And that those are the good things I liked about the episode. What happened? So so I didn't like what they were doing with 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 Gendry. That that's when they took Gendry into the wagon, right? Seventh one, right? No, that was the one before. Really? So okay, okay, let me just quickly um, tell you what happened. So there was the Robin okay. to Lisa thing with the ass and the pregnancy. There was the stuff with... That's all right. Okay. There was the stuff with Orel and Grit and Jon Snow where they were walking. Okay. <laughs> there was the stuff between uh, Marjorie and Sansa where Sansa was talking about how stupid they... she was and Marjorie was intimating that she might be into her. Right, so we had the Sansa thing where she said she was stupid, and she had the little thing with Marjorie, the, the kind of, are they lesbians or are they not? And then you had the thing where Tyrion was complaining to Bronn, then you had the scene with Tywin and Joffrey. Then you what, had was this... what, what was he complaining? Who? What was he complaining to, uh, to what was Tyrion complaining uh, to Bronn about? That he has to marry Sansa, and Shay's mad at him. Yeah. There was the Tywin-Joffrey okay. scene. There was the scene in where they were talking to the guy from Yunkai, and he was scared off a little bit by the dragons. There was a short scene where Arya is kidnapped by the Hound. There is a scene with Bran where Osho talks about her zombie ex-husband. Yeah. There's mm. the scene where Melisandre tells Gendry that his father was Robert, and of course there's the bear scene. And there's right, and, so- there, and there, there's a castration. As well. Oh right. Okay. So 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 more of what it was is that is that I thought it was just kind of it was just kind of dull. That that that's what a lot of it was. I thought I thought it was just kind of a dull episode, um, except for some things. And maybe it's just because it was a sort of build up, you know. And maybe that was part of it. Maybe it was just, just a little disappointing because it was George R. R. Martin. But I, but I felt like there was some there was just some stupid things I remember that I thought were said. I didn't mind the Ramsey thing. The one of my friends said that. He thought it was it was too soon for them to do that. That like the tension was building up uh, nicely with how he was being like tortured. You know, you know what I mean. And that it was really scary. But now it's sort of like it, it, it cut the slack. I don't know if, if I necessarily agree with that. But I, I feel like I feel like there was just a lot of like just kind of dead moments and a lot of like. Right. Like, well. You, okay. So let's let's try to let's grade them in a little bit. So and, we had, and, and I think I think this last episode was the best of the whole season. So well, I, I don't agree with that, but I, I did like it. So, yeah. I but so the thing with Rob and Talisa, there are parts that were okay, but then, yeah, I mean, it was just sort of it seemed like okay, well, let's just have more ass. Was kind of the thing. She said, yes, she revealed she was pregnant. She was writing a note. Are either things significant? Now, some people think that Talisa might be taking the the role of Jane Poole. And that way, Ramsey can kidnap her, and we don't have to introduce a new character. Okay. Which yeah. can make sense. Right. And she's writing a note to her mother, which could be real, or it could be that spy theory that people keep talking about. Where What's people the think spy theory? It's called the honeypot theory, where people think that Talisa is a secret Lannister, and this was all part of the plan to get in good with Rob and send back information. 
Well, cause I guess she was helping out Lannister men. And yeah, all. there's a little bit of evidence, but it's not, like, that strong. Yeah. And it's one of those things where it could be interpreted multiple ways, but it's interesting. I don't, I mean, I guess in two weeks we'll find out, I assume. Yeah. But, I don't know. That that seems, like, pretty far-fetched to me. Well, that's what a lot of people think. Oh, wait, wait, and, and didn't, wasn't, did, wasn't Roz dead at the end of the seventh episode? Or was that no, six? That was, no, that, that was, was six. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was fine with that. With, remember with the climb where he's like, Right. And right. then Roz said, I want to and, not be dead. And so. in, ba- in Baltimore, we have to make the city clean for all those who want to live in a nice, clean area. Mm. You will yeah. never be, there will never be a white head of coin. <laughs> <laughs> That's point. No, Sam, Sam, you haven't seen it, but it's from it's from this this, uh, this there was this uh, blog that they had the VH, yeah. VH1 blog they had for the first two seasons that I um, uh, read, which was pretty fucking funny. And they would have like you know that whole thing, and you have some text, and you have either like videos. It's like the whole Tumblr sort of thing. You have videos, and you have like a picture, and they would have pictures, and they had like word bubbles, and they had <laughs> Cersei saying at some point, it, Cersei saying at some point like um, like you fool, Carcetti. You know there could never be a white master of coin. <laughs> yeah. A Baltimore would never elect a white master of coin. That's what it was. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So there was also the stuff with Ygritte and Orel, like where he says, like, I'm into you. And, you know, there's the part where he talks to John and says, you know, hey, you know, blah, 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 stop being a pussy. And then Ygritte sees a windmill. She's like, is that a giant castle? Amazing. He's like, no, it's a windmill. He's like, you know, he's like, come on, let's get back on the road. Oh, a road! It's like, come on. And it's like, okay, I see, I see what... I see what you're doing here. After he called you out on not realizing that this was really small, you're like, oh, right. oh, you fancy roads. What's a faint? What's a swoon? What, what, what is cool is actually, it seems like they're, they're getting Thurman Giantsbane's uh, character down. Well, that's because George R. R. Martin actually wrote that part. That's right, that's right, that's right, because he's just saying all this stuff Exactly. About this See, that's what I'm saying, how you can notice a few things. Another thing... Right, right. there were a few things. Now, here's what's interesting. I thought Kit Harrington had a, did a pretty good job, relatively speaking, acting-wise here, and I heard an interesting theory, which is, finally, that they're not filming in Iceland. Maybe he's not, you know, uncomfortable all the time. What do you mean? Well, a lot of people theorize that one of the reasons why he got worse acting-wise is because he was just frozen. <laughs> and that, and it's, oh, it's not supposed to be that cold. I don't know. Oh, it is. I thought, it, I, I I thought Greenland is a cold place. And... Well, these okay. Theories, <laughs> we don't need to get it. These, these theories are really kind of... Yeah, kinda no, this is, this, is, this is... When you talk about how good actors or actresses are, I mean, it's, it's fun to talk about, but... I, I mean, it kind of works as Jon Snow is kind of sullen, but... I don't know. I'm, I'm not such a fan of how Kit Harrington does things. I think it's kind of dull. I don't, I don't think it's bad. Well, like, the real I, problem I think... with Jon Snow is that there's so much in his head that it's... Exactly. I don't know if that's, there's really a the good thing. way to adapt it. Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a very like, reserved I'm trying, I'm character. Trying to... He's not like a yeah. like a fiery kind of... You know, it's just not his, his, his style. Yeah, he always seems very thoughtful in the books because he's always thinking about things. But... And right. he's definitely always thinking well, about a, that, consequences. That, that, but it's hard That's to the thing, and like it's that. gonna be interesting to see his transition. See, like, like I don't buy 
And it may work out well, but I'm not buying his transition yet into becoming Lord Commander. Now, they may do it well. I'm, I'm not, I, I don't have, like, no hope of it. Right. And, you know, if, and, yeah, like, but I, I mean, I'm, that's I'm very open far to away. That, that's significant. And even it's not that far away. It's, it's, no, it's soon. It's, it's soon. Next it may season. not happen this season, but it might happen this season. Well, it's, it's far like, away or, conceptually. Or, 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 no, it's not going to happen because season. right now he's with this band of, of wildlings and they're on this raiding party. Like, there's a lot of stuff that has to happen before anyone talks about electing Jon Snow. Like, he hasn't even returned to the Night's Watch yet. He has to return. Then there's, like, a war well, with right. the wildlings. And right. Stannis comes and, and kills all the wildlings. And, like, there's, there's a and lot of... And then he becomes happens. Lord Commander. And, like, it's yes. only at that point, like, like, after he's gone through all these other experiences, you know, a grid dies and all of that. Like, well, there's, she does there's a lot that has to happen. Raid. There's a lot that has to happen Wait, first. Does she die? Does she die from the Night's Watch, or does she die yes. from? What yeah, was it she again? dies from the Night's Watch before the big battle. She dies. There's like a raid, the, and the Night's Watch fights off the raid. Like John, if I remember right, John leaves the Wildlings. Yes, he runs away from the Night's them Watch to warn them, and then the the raiding party attacks Castle Black, and they all get killed. And then, like the rest of the Wildlings come later and and fight like a huge battle. Yes. Yes, exactly. And John is basically like running the show in in Castle Black, even at that point. Yeah, but uh, we're not for there the most yet. Part. So, well, he's not back, but it will be interesting to see if anything happens with that. So, I had I I liked parts of it, but it was a little slow. Yeah. The Rob yeah. stuff was the really slow part because it really felt like they were trying to make you care about them. But I never really cared about them in the show. Well, thing. actually, I mean, I, I actually like the moment when he's when when I thought that was that you know, and it definitely sets up some 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 tragedy. If what, was was Jane Westerling killed? She no. wasn't killed. No, she wasn't. She wasn't. Really? No, she kind of disappears, and then later there's this girl that pops up who people say is Arya Stark, and they're like, oh, we found Arya Stark again, even though it's obviously not Arya. That was Jane um, Poole. And people, and, no, 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 no She's she's after after the whole red wedding. I forget exactly what happens to her, but she she's like sort of publicly. She's somewhere. a hostage. Yeah. Right. But Jay Poole is the one who. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it was basically still in King's Landing, and they and the Lannisters pretended that she was still Arya, so that they could marry her off and pretend it was Arya. Remember? Right. That's, that's right. And, that, and that was Jane Poole. Currently in the books. Then Jane Poole manages to escape. Is that That's confirmed in the fifth book, right? That it actually is Jane Poole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Theon recognizes her. Theon's like, oh, you're Jane Poole. You know. Yeah. And, of course, she has to pretend to be Arya. Right. And then... Well, she pretends to be Sansa, I'm pretty sure. No, 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 it's Arya. No, Arya. Arya? Yeah, you're getting confused. She was Sansa's friend. Right, right, right. Uh, but she pretends to be Arya? Yes. Why, well, why, the, why they, again, they, they forced her. They forced her. 
No, but why Arya as opposed to Sansa? Why didn't they say this because Sansa? Sansa has because Sansa Because everybody knows what Sansa looks like. Yeah. yeah that's what I thought. They would. Okay. They, it's obvious that she's not Sansa, right? So they wanted to do something with the Boltons. That's the. So they sent Arya, quote unquote, to marry Ramsay, which she does. Yeah. Now, as we know, horrible things happened to her, but she probably wasn't severely mutilated. Right. Right. And then she does manage to get away with the help of Mance, and then, you know. Stannis finds them. That's the end of the book of Dance with Dragons. That's right, Nance and the Washerwomen. That's right. You know, I really, really, and then Ramsay. I really do hope that I really hope the series doesn't catch up with 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 him at least at least by Winds of Winter. I hope Winds of Winter comes before they catch up, but I don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah, I hope so. Well, okay, so uh, let's. So I think we can. So what really do you think? So what do we think yeah. here? I mean, I feel I like I with like... you guys. I think that that the, the seventh episode was actually pretty solid. Um, the, I mean, I, I'll give you that the Robin Talisa stuff was like a little slow and didn't really oh. go anywhere. Well, that wasn't actually my opinion because what um, I was trying to say is that yeah. I thought that there were some very strong scenes, but because there were these slow ones, it made it seem like the episode was worse. But I don't yeah. really think it was. Like I'm saying, if you take pieces in isolation they were good i feel like the real problem was that part of it wasn't paced well so you had these good scenes that work well to, that work well individually but maybe they didn't really work you know one after another in the same way so i mean there's so you have like the the sansa and you know marjorie thing where sansa saying oh i'm so stupid I'm just a stupid girl and you know so many people are just thinking yeah finally she admits yeah. it I, I kind of feel like that was done deliberately yeah. because they know that she's a kind of an unpopular character and everyone thinks that she's stupid. They wanted to have her say uh, it. That that bothers me how, how people get really mad at Sansa. It's always bothered me. Like like I, I think I think it's ridiculous. Like people blame her for all sorts of things and like she can be catty. I'm not saying she's perfect at all, but like but like she's she's made good things out of her situation. She also like She's made mistakes, but I don't think her mistakes are something you would expect differently. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think I don't think she she necessarily like she, she was like a teenage girl, like a pretty teenage girl. It's not like she acted like she's acted great all the time. But the other thing is, she has that sort of like Tully strength thing. I think that's the part of the thing that they show because she's she actually she actually adapts kind of well. Like she adapts pretty quickly to her situations. And you say, oh, she's forced to, but some people don't adapt well, and she knows when to shut up and all that different stuff. You know, so like mm-hmm. I, I don't I, I don't know. Like I, I I've always been sympathetic towards her, um, in a certain way. I don't like obviously things she's yeah. certain things she's done. I think it's a little unfair. I mean, especially what we saw from her in season two and the way that she sort of dealt with Joffrey by just being like completely passive. Um, Remember Tyr- you know, Tyrion refusing said- refusing to give him any any satisfaction. Well, so, that was that was the best she could do. Yeah, but it What's- but it worked. It was it was effective. Right, because he's know, the king. You can't, you know, deny him. But no, but it well, proves Benji's point. Like she did, she she was adapting to her situation and 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 you know coming out, well, you know, the best that she could. There was that whole thing that that Tyrion said, like when Tyrion went went over to her. This is, I think, before Battle of the Blackwater or something like that, or maybe a little before the riot. And Tyrion said, "This is season two, Tyrion said to her, to to Sansa, like, 
like oh like like I I'm so sorry for for your loss or, or something or something like that and then said something like asked her like her, her legion side like I I'm sorry for all this stuff and she said Joffrey is my true betrothed and I love him I'll do anything for him and he's like Lady Sansa you might survive us yet you know that whole thing because she was able to play the game of Thrones quite well there's there's a line from the book there's a line from the book I don't think uh... that was terrible. That was that was not even worth laughing at. But okay, I laughed at uh, how stupid it was. All right, all right. Anyway, there's there's a line from the book that I don't think they've mentioned on the show yet, um, which is that uh, a lady's courtesy is her armor, right? Mm-hmm. Meaning, like yeah. you know, men have like armor, then they fight with swords and stuff, and like women have this thing called courtesy, which means basically like. Um, courtly behavior and you know knowing right. how to say the right thing. And and, it basically, it, you know, really, that's, that's what really means is just being a woman. Point. Like that's that's really what they mean, just doing the womanly things, quote unquote. You know, that's really what they mean. But yeah, what they what they mean is like is like always knowing what to say and always like saying the right thing or the safe thing or you know something that's knowing what to say that's that's going to not get you in trouble, basically, or make you seem like. Like you're, you know, not a person that, right? Not not a threat that you know that you're the person who's under control or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, Sansa right. Sansa learns that lesson in season two, um, but she still, I don't know. I guess I guess even in season three, the show has still played her up to seem more naive than she probably should be at this point. Right. Well, that was where the the part of the episode I liked the least when. Marjorie was talking to her about sex stuff, and she's like, did you learn this from your mother? And Marjorie has a little bit of, like, pause and, like, yes. Now, first of all, why not? Are you trying to say that, that Marjorie is just a whore? Because we're pretty sure that she hasn't slept around a lot by this point. So that doesn't really make any sense. And well, we don't, we don't know that. No, I mean, I, I think that's not true. I think Marjorie she, is pretty, it's pretty clear that she has slept around a little bit. I think I think and that's and that's definitely uh, like sort of links syncs up with her character in the books that she's she's kind of like this sexual not exhibitionist but she's this like explorer thing and also how she dresses I mean that's in the show yeah but it wasn't like, such a naive question to ask and Marjorie kind of treated it like it was the most it's like oh you I mean, well remember well, Sansa she's, also she's like doesn't know that Loras is gay still. Which is like kind of astounding because everybody else knows. Except yeah, well, especially with the way he's portrayed in the well, considering how he's portrayed in the show, it's much more surprising. Girl, in the book, it's I'm a knight. Right, it's a little different. Let it's me like, have my lands. I mean, come on, it's just yeah. it's so much, it's so much more blatant, so much more blatant. But that being said, All right, so the, the, the the basic thing I want to say is that like. I, I think that, like, I think some of the major failures in the show, not total failures, but I, I really do believe this, for the most part, I think the things they fail at are things, actually, that they, when they differ from the book. I mean, really, like, when I've, when I've looked at a lot of different things they've done, except for a few things, a lot of the choices they've made that are different from, from the book, I, I, um, I fa- have found have been, like, uh, like, maybe, like, I'm totally willing to admit I'm just biased because I, I have a picture of the book in my head. But I think some of the choices they make, I think they go to more of this, this like gratuitous side or this whatever side that that I don't like as much. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, like I mean, I mean, like I think once again we already mentioned like the whole homophobic thing they're trying to pull, but I think it's so unnecessary. Not that they shouldn't have that, but like it's it's always like 
it's like like it's like they're trying to pull the the popular card, the cheap pop, as I said, you know, the wrestling term for cheap pop. It's like they're trying to do that. You know, they're trying to make it really special. Even this past episode, even though I liked it, the fact that you know they didn't need to have Melisandre. Well, I guess she was seducing Gendry to to. Uh, yeah, like, to, to I could like, buy into that part. Okay, yeah, fine, but like, but it's, but it's it, like, I find a lot of stuff like Roz, for instance, uh, Roz and and Osha, like, um, you know, when they try to be sort of seductive or things like that. And once again, like George R. R. Martin, what he says, which I agree with, is that you know, sex is a part of life. Like to show to show it's not a bad thing. And I don't think that necessarily they shouldn't show any sex. Or actually, I have no problem with them showing a lot of the, the women there anyway. But like, or or whatever. But like, um, at the same time, some of this women is gratuitous. Just because, like, you can tell, just because they want to make it sexy or something like that. And, like, that, like, doesn't necessarily serve it. Especially that scene, I really didn't like that scene, like, I think it was episode two, when Podrick is, you know, surrounded by all the whores and they're demonstrating. That was just stupid, I found. And then the whole thing that they're doing with Shay, I don't know why they made those choices with Shay, because I think it's becoming a little ridiculous. And, you know, Shay, and what they're probably going to do, what I think they're going to do is they're going to have Shay, Shay's going to turn on Tyrion because of she's so pissed off about the Sansa thing or whatever. I, I think that's what they're going to do. Right. Um, well, that, that more or less is how it happened in the book, the thing with Shay. That, she was that, upset about that it? Is, yeah. Yeah, that is true to the book. Oh, really? Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah, true. But I agree with you that, that there's a lot more sex on the show than in the book, which is funny because people talk about the books as having a lot of sex. And no, but they he do have does a lot it, of sex, he, but not nearly as much as the show. But he doesn't. No, no. But the way they do some of this extra sex in the show is like they don't like, like they. Okay, for instance, when Osha seduces uh, Theon, yeah. like if she were seducing, like the way they do it in the book, they do it a little more realistic. Where often, if like I, I, it seems like this, if it's like a realistic seduction, I think it makes more sense. You know, you get closer and you you do all this stuff. She does this whole like show off thing. Here's my naked body. Like, I don't know. Every seduction can look different or blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Well, you know, it's funny that you say that because she actually sort of said that it didn't really make sense because she said someone like that would have exactly. a lot of body hair. She'd, she'd, have, she'd, have, <laughs> she'd have body hair. Even if she was yeah. naturally good looking, it was just – that was so like – I thought it was just so thrown in. A lot of the things were just very much thrown in, you know, and especially that, that's, that, that, uh, that scene with Podrick. Like, you know, when he's with the whores, like, like they, they, that, didn't, that, that sort of thing doesn't happen in the book where it's like, and look at this, or look at this, or look at this, in this very, like, dramatic way. And you heard the music was like this sort of, like, kitschy music. Like, and she does a Miranese knot. Ha, ha, ha. You know? It's like they right. stooped to the Zack Snyder level. <laughs> no, they didn't. I shouldn't say that. That's sacrilege. But, uh, um, <laughs> you, you know. So mean. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know what I mean? So I think some of the places they deferred have actually been, been, been worse. That, that's the thing, and you know, sometimes you have to consolidate. Wait, I thought you were saying that the places where they where they you know differed from the book were better. No, no, no. And no, now no, you're no. saying they're worse. No, no, no. I meant. Sorry if I said it that way to begin with. I meant the places where they've deferred from the book. I haven't liked as much. Hmm. Like okay. the stuff in the show, the choices they made. I am fine with them showing the Ramsey thing now. I'm totally fine with that. Um, and I think they're doing a good job. Some people don't like it. Fine, but like I think I think it, it, it's fine with that. I'm fine with them showing. Barristed this early and revealing him. I understand that whole thing, but like, you know, I don't. I don't know. Like, like. I think I. I, I, think I, I, I get why they're doing the the um. You know the torture stuff now. That's fine. Like it. It sort of makes sense to me, just because like. If you didn't have 
you know, I mean, if he just disappeared, if um, if if what's his name just just completely disappeared, like for a whole season, people would forget that he existed. Theon. Um, yeah. You know, they no, would say like, I think, and then well, it would be like, true. But well, we already guy? talked about it. Like, I don't remember, right? Like, it's it's so so. I understand why they want to sort of keep his story going, just to just so people don't like completely lose track of of where he is. Or yeah, but remember, we already no, talked about said, how. We think it would work worked better if we if it had been a little bit different and if they had ended it a little sooner. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I think they are probably doing like too much, and I don't know how much more they can do, because, you know, like they they've kind of they've kind of done. I mean, they haven't done all the stuff that happens to him. Obviously, there's more stuff that happens to him later on. But like, it's gonna get boring. Like like what Benji was saying. Like like we're gonna get tired of watching Tyrion get get tortured in different ways like how much more can they do with him before, with uh you mean, with you mean you mean theon theon i mean um, right you know like how much more well, can they do before, well, they, before we just well, we, we they, just get bored with it well like have, some of us are already like, bored like, with it. yeah or like or like melisandre when she like puts the leech on his dick like i understand that like I, like but it doesn't, well, it doesn't it doesn't make it's sense logical yeah, but like, no, okay, so it makes sense for Ramsay to do something like that. You know what I mean? No, but she wasn't like, doing it like, for torture like, reasons. She was doing it because she thought that was the best way to get, like, the the power of the blood thing. Uh-huh. I mean, I get that. Yeah. I don't know. I will say, what, what I will say that I actually, um... Go ahead, Benji. I don't know. I, I think, I, I'm trying to remember what it was in the seventh episode that I thought was like, I thought was like, uh well, first of all, I just don't like a lot of Tyrion's interactions with Shay. Um, right, right. Like, I, I, I don't like a lot of those. I also don't, don't really like her. Like, as an actress in the show, I think she's one of the weaker links. But like, um, at the at the same time, too. Like, like I mean, I don't know, there, there are things I liked. But anyway, go, go ahead, Sam. So I I did like the seventh episode. I thought it was good. Um, I understand what Jeremy's saying about like a couple of scenes, like you know, it's, the transition doesn't really work or whatever. But almost every scene works, you know, for what it's trying to do. The one thing I didn't like in the seventh episode was the scene with with uh, Melisandre and and Gendry when they're on the boat, and she like reveals to him that he's the bastard son of Robert Baratheon or whatever. Yeah. Like it just, yeah, it was that was all like very hokey to me. Yeah. And, um, it just felt hokey. The episode felt hokey to me in general. I, I don't think the whole episode was hokey, but I thought that scene was hokey, and I didn't really like it. I mean, I, I understand that, like, in, because Gendry is replacing a different character from the book, you have to sort of. And in the book, uh, if I remember right, he never actually finds out that he's Robert's bastard, right? That is true. He never finds out. But uh, I mean, so you have to. I don't even mind to that choice. To him. If you're gonna, if you're gonna switch, swap him out for for Edward yeah. Storm, you do have to reveal it to him. Fine, but like. It could have been done in a way that was less hokey than 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 what it was. I thought. Other than that, though, I thought the 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 whole episode was was pretty strong. Um, you know, I, I I don't really have any complaints about it. I thought I thought it was good. I don't know. <laughs> well, what can I, did, I say? I, I, I the, did uh, really... the scene with the scene with with in Yunkai or with the with the Yunkish guy, you know, and and Daenerys. Thought that was particularly good. Which one? Which one? In the eighth or seventh one? And the, the seventh one, the one, the one with oh. the with the the representative of of the city of Yunkai. 
when he comes and he like makes his offer to Danny and yeah, she counter that was her and pretty good. Just, and I also like the Tywin scene. There was like there was a lot of tension and it kind of went in a lot of different directions that weren't totally expected. Um, you know, and so you kind of felt like this was a situation where like both both sides, you know, they started out polite, but really they're like very antagonistic and you know, they both have sort of like resources that they haven't quite brought into play yet. And so you don't really feel like either side really is in control or that, that either person right. has real upper hand, you know, and, 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 and it seems like Daenerys has the upper hand, but like, she's still a little wary of, of Yunkai because they're very strong, you know, so that, that was good. You know, that's, that's yeah. good television. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say that's even better than the scene with, with Joffrey and Tywin, just because like, even though that, because that scene was fairly predictable, um, you know that like Joffrey is going to be intimidated by Tywin because Tywin is just like too strong a, a force of personality, and so basically all, all it was was like Joffrey like being sulky and petulant, which he's and I will say he's the actor. Um, Jack Leeson, I think he's not Leeson not totally fair, not totally fair, under fair. not totally underrated, but kind of he's actually I think does one of the best performances of the show because he is so Joffrey. Oh, he people is. who are able to differentiate him from the character, he's not underrated. But no, he's not I'll just say that much. I think people clearly recognize that he's that he's outstanding in that role. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I, everyone that I'm aware of, who you know that I've yeah, spoken, yeah, yeah. To, they're like, yeah, he's he's great. He's um, he's so I, good at the Joffrey role. He nailed Joffrey. So like yeah. that scene was good just because we got to see Joffrey, you know, being kind of a sulky child. But um, but it was like a little predict- like there was no real question of like of 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 you know, who was, who was really in charge, you know, there was no real power imbalance or, you know, like, or, I mean, it wasn't balanced in the sense that like Taiwan had all of the power and Joffrey had none of the power. Right. And I thought right. the scene with, with Yunka, the Yunkish, uh, whatever his name is, you know, um, the wise master of Yunkai and, yeah. and Daenerys was better because there was, it, you know, there was more tension and there, it was, it wasn't really clear who was really the one that was powerful. Well, it, it, it was yeah. just cool. Like, like, like Tywin sort of dressing him down, just sort of like, I, I did appreciate the whole undercutting way without saying it. And he, and he would like the two, like the two main things where he's like, he's like, well, it's not proper to bring a king in on matters that he knows nothing about <laughs> or whatever. And then he said, and then I remember how he got closer and he said, like, if you would, he's like, he's like, it's already, it's all the way in the tower. And he said, and he gets closer and he's like, if you would like, we could arrange to have you carried. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's true. So, so it was like it was whatever. It was fun to watch, but it wasn't a particularly strong scene. You know, not in the way that like or like Jamie rescuing Bran from the bear was like much more exciting because you know, I mean, you you kind of thought that Jamie would rescue her from the bear, but like. We just saw Jamie's hand get cut off. We don't know what the fuck's gonna happen. Like the bear could fucking kill Jamie at this point, you know? Right, 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 um, right. And and Brienne actually gets beaten up pretty bad by that bear. Um, yeah. You know, so that that was. Yeah. I mean, that was that was a better scene. I think. I think whatever. You know, Tywin swinging his big dick around is is like, <laughs> you know. I mean, it's fun to watch, but it's not. It's not like real drama. Okay, okay. Right, but it was interesting that I thought that Joffrey mentioned the dragons because he didn't in the book. He mentioned the dragons. What did he say again? I, I, you remember what did he say? Well, he was just saying, you know, he's like, he's like, what about all these five head of dragons? And then you know, Tywin says something like, "Oh, that's ridiculous." 
It's far away, who cares? It's funny because, of course, in the book that didn't really happen. I mean, they talked about it, but, you know, it was kind of dismissed. Right. Right. Do you think think Joffrey's going to die this season? No. No, he's not. For sure not. Right, I'm I'm forgetting the whole order of things. Um, But Jeremy, you had said that you thought that there were things that they forced, like it seemed like they might have handcuffed George Martin to writing for the seventh episode. Yeah, for example, the Talisa Rob scene, the Theon scene. You know, that's you know the Gendry Melisandre scene. Yeah. I mean, that stuff was all added anyway, so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it was definitely something like that must have happened. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, I think it's a little weak, but it's not, I didn't hate it. Yeah. Okay, well, we should probably move on to the eighth episode, because. Um, right. Let's do that. That's the next episode. I, I thought it started out strong and ended. So you know what I, mean? I was disappointed in the eighth episode because they never told us, you know, what happened to that bear. <laughs> it was well, uh, it was a huge cliffhanger from the from the seventh <laughs> episode, and then what happened nothing. to the bear? Yeah. Oh, that was great, Jeremy. What you sent me with the with the the the, the, the quote that said like that had him jump in the bear pit. He goes, "I immediately regret this decision." <laughs> the whole anchorman, <laughs> the whole anchorman thing. That's great. <laughs> It, was, it would have been great if Baxter came yeah. in. <laughs> I, was, I was actually kind of, I don't know, at, it, it, when it happened, I kind, of, I kind of was like watching, I was like, wait, in the, in the books they just kill the bear like straight off, like eight people shoot it with arrows and it dies. So yeah. in, the, in the show, they, I think they wanted to make it a little more dramatic. So they're like, well, what if the bear doesn't die and they have to like escape out of the pit with the bear chasing them, which is wait, fine. Wait, and wait, in a way, wait, it's wait, good. Does Jamie jump in? in yeah, of in course. The, yep. Yeah, he jumps in the pit. And then they just shoot the bear and kill it because they don't want it to kill Jamie. Yep, exactly. So in the show, they had the one guy shoot the bear with a crossbow. And then because it's a crossbow, of course, he can't get another shot off. So nobody can and nobody else can do anything because they're all just standing around, Um, which was like a little bit silly. It was almost like they're like, what do we do? I don't know. Let's just see how this plays out. (laughs) And then, uh, you know. And then they just sort of let it happen. So, yeah. but the point is, the bear actually lived, presumably. Um, you know, I guess Kyburn must have uh, given it some some kind of emergency surgery. And uh, <laughs> wow, right, Kyburn. <laughs> and then uh, then it's going to continue to live its happy do, uh, bear life. I do like the guy who's playing him because yeah, you know, he has that kind bear? of like. Kyburn. Oh, Kyburn. Yeah. He's doing a good job. He, he is. Well, the guy who plays the bear is like the bear in Hollywood, essentially. <laughs> you know, it was Anti Circus. He's called. You know, his <laughs> yeah, name. Of course, yeah, it was, yeah. was Anti Circus. His name is Bart the Bear. Yeah. And and he's a maiden fair. He uh, he's actually the second one. He's called Little Bart the Bear. He's not really the original Bart the Bear was, like, this guy, you know, this one born in 1977 or something and died in 2000. He was a Kodiak bear, which means he's huge. Right. And he was in, like, all these new movies, like White Fang, and Grizzly, etc. And, and he really broke the racial barrier in the 60s. <laughs> Didn't he, though? <laughs> and, of course, Bart the Bear, the one that we saw, yeah. has been in such things as Scrubs, 
Doctor Doolittle Two. Right, let's, we should get back to Game of Thrones. No more Eddie Murphy movies. Oh, God. I, I don't even know. If, was Eddie Murphy in Doctor Doolittle 2? Yeah, he played Doctor Doolittle. I guess you're right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, all right. right. Touche. Touche. Okay, okay, but I, I, okay so I, I, thought that, I thought the episode started out strong. I mean, it's unfortunate, and I'm actually okay, I am okay with this. It's unfortunate we don't get to see the whole like relationship play out. Totally with Arya and and uh, that and the Hound because that was so great in the book. That whole well, thing. There's a there's lot more to well, come. There's there's plenty. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot more to come because remember yeah, after well, the Red Wedding, they're stuck together for a while after that. Exactly. A while? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, but anyway, um, uh, I thought um, but I, I thought that was good how it how it started. You know, obviously you knew she wasn't gonna actually kill him. I mean, I don't know. Maybe people thought that if they hadn't read or watched anything or whatever, they they thought he was gonna, she was gonna kill him. I mean, but but even the point is, it was good. Uh, that whole thing happened. How he explained, you know, everything. And and I actually think the guy who plays the Hound does a really good job as well. He's really he's pretty solid. Uh, um, I don't. Know, I, I thought I thought a bunch of stuff was good. Takes, Let me look at your so list. So much Jeremy. pleasure in saying like, "Fuck the Lannisters, fuck yeah. the king, fuck the queen." Right? Yeah, yeah. But that's really, how the hound is. How much he enjoys saying that. Oh, yeah, he really he does. He relishes it. Yeah. Well, it's totally yeah. true. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you're talking about Arya and the Hound and Danny and Dario. Yeah. I mean, is that how it happened in the books where he killed the other two captains, where Dario did? Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, that's, what right. I thought, that's what I thought. And I, th- I think he's good. I think the Dario guy is good. Uh, I, think, I think he does present him pretty well. Um, uh, I think I think I think that was pretty good. Now, actually, I thought that scene was good with the other captains and showing like you know how gross the the guy was, you know, just in general, and how he was, you know, he's like, oh, let me see a cunt or whatever. Yeah, you know, he all... was he was a douchebag, <laughs> like yeah, serious douchebag. It was yeah, he was good about that, um, and like it definitely sets up some things for for Dario, and especially that she sort of comes out naked from the from the bath, you know. And like you know, that sort of sets up some like sexual, I guess, tension with them or whatever. So, um, I thought I thought that was well done. Um, even the the Gendry thing, I thought it was good. And and I think it was interesting where Melisandre was talking about you know her poor upbringing and whatever and being a slave and, and all that stuff. Um, so, and and then whenever we see Davos, I, I I like it. So, yeah, I mean, he's pretty great. I mean, I, I I did like that, you know, it's interesting because I've heard some people in talking about the episode and also about, you know, the whole Lord of Light thing. It's like, well, man, with all these miracles, why wouldn't you believe? I said, well, there's a simple reason. What if you think that he's actually like the devil instead? You know, what if you think he's like, you know, there's like dark powers? And with yeah. Melisandre, it kind of seems like that's a real fear. Yeah, although... I'm I'm kind of sad that like that Davos didn't keep his faith the way that he does in the book. In the book, he remains faithful to the Seven throughout, you know. And in in the show, they've just made him like you know just completely made, lose his faith. Yes. Yeah, where he's yeah. like, I don't think there are any gods or whatever, you know. Um, the gods. What does he say? The gods are just a fairy tale that we tell our children so they can sleep at night or something like that. Yes. Yeah. So. 
I I I wouldn't. I didn't really like that. Well, like, so that's like another example of like of like when they're like what well, I don't like it when they're trying to like sort of toe this like modern progressive line. Uh, I don't know. I I I I often don't like this sort of thing. There's this book called. Um, it's a great book. This guy Mark Haddon, that's called like the Curious Case of the Dog in the Night or something like that. And it's from the yeah, perspective, yeah. and it's from the perspective of like a kid with like Asperger's or, or, or high functioning autism. And it's a great book. But one thing they throw in, it, I feel like the guy just threw it in there just because he wanted to throw it in there. He threw in like 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 him like like talking about God. I don't think God exists because of this and this. And I don't have a problem if there's a character saying that or people saying that. But it, like, it felt like it was just thrown in, you know, just to make a sort of point. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. and like that's how I, that's how I feel about certain things in the show. You know, they're throwing in some of the anti-religious stuff, and the, and and they're throwing in like the like the homophobic stuff or or whatever. And like, not that the show is homophobic; they're trying to show their characters as homophobic. Yeah, they and kind I of do like, the same again, thing with Arya, right? Because because somebody asked uh, this is going back to the previous episode, but like uh, somebody asked Arya about believing in the Lord of Light, and she says, "That's not my god." and you know, and they say, "Who is your god?" Right, and we expect her to say the old gods of the north, but instead she just says death. Right, okay, well, so she's also foreshadowing. Right, so she's she's also abandoned her faith, you know, and now you know, and she she's she now believes in nothing except for you know revenge and murder and and all of that, which is kind of heavy for uh, you know an eleven year old girl or, or however old she's supposed to be. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, but she, she deals with heavy stuff in the book, and that's not so inconsistent. But but I see what you're saying. I think yeah, um, yeah. So uh, yeah, I I I I, li- I really like how they did the uh, how they did the um, wedding, uh, Tyrion and 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 Sansa's wedding. Oh yeah, I thought I thought that was good. I thought it was good also how you how like it wasn't as much of a lavish affair. And did that happen in the book where like Tyrion says all that stuff while he's drunk? Yes. Effectively, yes. Pretty yeah. much it happened exactly... The, the way they deviated from the book, which is interesting, is that in the book, there's no stool, right? He walks up to... He's going to put the cloak on her, and she's supposed to kneel down, but she doesn't kneel down because she's being stubborn for some reason, <laughs> right? Right. And so then eventually, like, somebody goes and gets a stool for him to stand on. So in the show, they did it the opposite. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, completely was... the opposite. Where Joffrey, like, there's supposed to be a stool, and Joffrey's like goes and like just grabs the stool and carries it away because you know he's a dick, and um, <laughs> and then like Tyrion's like, oh, I have to put the cloak on you, and then she does kneel down. And I think the reason they did that was because they decided that Sansa refusing to kneel would just be like kind of obnoxious and it would make yeah. people hate her even more than they already hate her. Right. Um, that's that's my guess as to why they changed well, that. And and because because they're they're not as sympathetic in the because one thing that makes her sympathetic that counterbalances her I guess in the book um, that makes her sympathetic and you know that can still counterbalance is that she starts to like the idea of being with with Willis Terrell you know the cripple mm-hmm. you know what I mean yeah, and that makes her that, to, that makes her a little more endearing. She starts yeah. to convince herself right that that's it's what it is. okay right so then her being stuck you know all 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 that stuff. Um, and then she struggles with like you know Tyrion's kindness. She she doesn't even want to admit it to herself, but like at certain points she's like, "Oh, she's too kind." Oh, I can't think like that, you know. Right. Well, yeah. she also she, he's much uglier in the books, which is another thing they did that was kind of interesting. Which is that if you if you remember in episode seven, you know he says she says something like, 
Oh, he's oh. handsome. He's handsome, and his scar makes handsome. him look better. Yeah, that, that was that was like that was such a deviation from the book, like him being handsome. You know, whatever. But uh, but uh, yeah. well, I mean, I think part of that is the, and I think the real reason they didn't actually chop his nose off was just you know for um, makeup related reasons. Like it would have been yeah. too much of a production to actually like have him in every episode with like his nose missing. Um, I mean, they could have done it, but it would have been, would have been, you know, quite a lot of, a lot of uh, trouble to to go through with it. Um, and it might, it's possible that it would have made him hideous enough that like fans would have just been like totally grossed out and would not have wanted to like look at him. Although, you know, I, yeah. I just speculate on that. Um, but but getting back to the wedding, I agree with you. I I really liked the wedding a lot. I thought it was it was really well done. They really captured the sense that, like, this is just sort of a, you know, a kind of miserable affair where everyone has to, like, pretend that they're having a good time, but nobody actually is having a good time. Yeah, yeah the only one who isn't pretending is Cersei. Right. Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Although, at least she's, like, being quiet about it. And then, you know, unlike Tyrion stumbling around drunk and, you know... Threatening Joffrey and all of that, like it was, it was just really well done. The whole thing was, was was really well executed. And then the scene with with Tyrion and Sansa was actually kind of nice. I yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a, well. Also, mm-hmm. Sophie Turner, I think, does a pretty pretty fantastic job of Sansa. I think in general, she, I mean, she gets those like subtleties too, you know, and how she acts and sort of, and, you know, and she always has to throw in like her little like bitchy lines, kind of. Without like totally doing it, and she's like, <laughs> she's like, and what if I never want you, or <laughs> something like. Well, that. That, well, she didn't. Which is Sansa? Like that. She said that in the book. No, no, no. I know. No, no, no. I'm saying Sansa in general. I was switching back to Sansa. Um, I don't think that's a bitchy thing for her to say. Like, I mean, she made it clear. No, never... it was her finally like asserting something. Yeah. Yeah, and like Tyrion understood. But the whole thing also with Tyrion, uh, like in the book, is that he like he like wants to, you know, for a little bit. Then he then he says no, and then he stops it. He does um, want to here also. Mm-hmm. But guess, you know, he can't let himself do it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. You, you, I mean, he waits basically until it's sort of like, uh, oh no, don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he waits until like. She's the like the last bit of underwear. It's like, okay, wait. I let you take out all your clothes except your underwear. Let's let's just do this from now on. You get naked in front of me, and I'll say no, I don't want it, and it'll make me feel good, and and, okay. <laughs> and I'll jack off in the corner. I think I think in the book she actually does get completely naked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty so they sure they both are. They both are, and she and it's from her perspective. And she and she talks about how disgusting his dick is. <laughs> she like she's like she's like she's like, she's like, she's like even his manhood was ugly. Was like, I think you're wrong about that. I'm I right. I'm right, I and I remember the line. Perspective, I, and no, I think she does I not remember the line about it all. Bullshit. Does that, do any of you have a uh, do any of you have uh, Storm of Swords with you? Not uh, right. Maybe. And the lines that she uses. No, in her I'm head, sure. She said it was even even his manhood was ugly. It was something like it was it was short, thick, and veiny, and had a bulbous purple head. Okay, this is from mm -hmm. that sounds right. I Uh believe that. I'm right. Wait, 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 wait. You can suck a bulbous purple penis. Does she? (laughs) 
calm down. Calm down. <laughs> Settle down, Reggie. Um, it's, oh, you know what? It is from her perspective, and she, I know she says like she can see that he desires her or something like that, right? Yeah, that's and right. He, he says something like, "You understand that I want you." Like he says, like trying to say, like you do understand this or whatever, <laughs> you know, trying to be how he is, but like. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, you feel a little bad for him in a sense because, you know, he's trying to do the right thing, but, you know, he's also not really doing the best thing he could be doing. I mean, I feel like even though perhaps the way he dealt with the situation with the betting was probably the best thing he could do, he could be a lot more gallant to her. Yeah. You know, I mean, she's just like terrified. Yeah. And he he knows that she's terrified. So, you know, I feel like he could be a little bit nicer. Yeah. And it's so, and instead he's just being kind of muddled and confused. And it's yeah. just, you know, Well, I mean, that's part of the things. Well, I mean, part part of Tyrion's character, which is totally true and part of his reputation but kind of true is that he is kind of desperate too. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, I mean, he mm-hmm. he he doesn't you know, he doesn't have a lot of restraint in these matters. And it's kind of something I think he agreed with himself anyway, that he's not going to restrain himself at all anyway with whores or whatever. And like, you understand, obviously, especially in the book, you understand why he's had all these prostitutes because that's what he can get, you know, but, um, um, I don't know. So. Right. I want to get back to talking about, uh, Daenerys and, and, um, Dario. Oh, okay. Well, so he doesn't have his blue beard. Right. No beard. That's, that's fine. There's no yeah, yeah. blue beard. It's, sometimes it's hard. Kidding. Yeah, but sometimes, you know, just like how sometimes it's hard to have the same kind of thing in a comic book in real life. Right. You know, sometimes it's, <laughs> if well, it just sounds ridiculous. cool. Wow, listen to you calling back to our uh, regular podcast in the, <laughs> in the Game of Thrones podcast. Well, I mean, I feel like it, there's some truth to that. I that's mean. called synergy, folks. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think that, um, I think that, that it worked with Khal Drogo. They still made him, you know, ha- have him have sort of like, not totally ridiculous dress, but like something like that. But I guess he didn't have different colors. Um, they they could have still had ha- had him have a have a um have some facial hair, have Dara have facial hair. I don't mind that that they didn't like. He's, maybe he's they were fine. trying. He's fine yeah. the way he is. I, th- I, 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 think, I think I think he's doing a good job, and it seems like he'll be able to carry it pretty well. And he's because he's he's a different character than than Khal Drogo. Like there are some similarities. You know, she really likes these. You know, I mean, she's she's a she's a badass bitch. So you know, she like likes these like super like violent strong men or whatever. But like Khal Khal Drogo and Dario but are, are a little. But Dario is totally different because Dario is like really charming. Dario yeah. is like. You know, he's more like a like a Salad Arsan kind of character. No, no, no. You know, they, like they, I'm going to fuck the queen, but I'm not going to rape her. No. I'm just going to fuck her, right? Like, no, 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 no. Yeah. I, I remember what he said to like Matthew or whoever he was or whatever to, to Davos' son, and he was like, I, I, "I'm very persuasive. How do you know? Uh, I've never tried to fuck you." <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> oh, that's no. right. Oh, that would have been so good to keep him. Oh well. Yeah. yeah. Um, exactly. So, uh, so. I, my point is just that I wanted to talk about is like I'm trying to imagine what Jorah is gonna say when he finds out that Dario got to see uh, Daenerys naked. Do you think Dario is <laughs> gonna say that though? I mean, like that's that's all it took—just two heads of her enemies, two men that wanted to kill her. 
Well, that's not I could have done that's that. Pretty, that's pretty and then they want to kill her. That's what it takes to see her naked. Come on, come on, Sam. You think? Like, listen, listen. I think, I think, I think it's realistic. <laughs> <laughs> Two men want to kill you, and then the, the guy cuts off their heads and presents them. I think that would turn a girl on. No, I'm, I'm sure it would. You gotta know how to please a lady, Sam. This is how you do it. <laughs> I'm sure it would. All I'm saying is, is I imagine Jora is now gonna like go off on some mission, like to hunt down a bunch of men who want to kill Daenerys and. Bring her. Uh, what was that movie? Eight heads in a duffel bag, right? Yeah, but did, did you actually uh, do you actually watch it? Her eight heads in a duffel bag and be like, Where, "When's my naked time? Let's go." <laughs> <laughs> Come yeah, on, naked I, time! I deserve. I want naked time. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. You do deserve your naked time, and one day, God, <laughs> you will have it. <laughs> it does. It does kind of suck. Are we going to get to see our Stan Whitebeard, aka um, uh, Whitebeard, aka Barrison Selmy? You think we're going to see him fight in a battle? Well, we've seen him fight a little bit already. I feel like we'll a probably see. Some the season. answer is yes, but not this season. Yeah, that's probably true. Wait, wait, wait! Don't, wait, she, wait she fights Young Kai, right? She does, right? Yeah. No, they. Don't no. they just give up? I'm pretty I sure they just they give just, up. They just free all the slaves, and she agrees to leave them in peace after they free all the slaves. I think that's what happens. Right. Yes, that sounds well, right. Well, it's, it's Mirene that she takes over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she's going to go conquer Marine, and we're going to see Barristan kick some ass in, in Marine, I presume. I wonder I wonder how they're going to show that. I mean, are they really going to show how badass he is? Because that would be cool. Because definitely, I mean, realistically, that actor, while he may be in good shape for his age or whatever, he's not going to be able to really show what Barristan was like. Because Barristan is supposed to be, you know, obviously Barristan is supposed to be this badass Yeah, he's guy. supposed to be, like, but like one of the best they're gonna show it, ever. You know, in, a, in, like, a, a real way. Uh-huh. They showed a little bit of him fighting in in the first season, I think, right? Yeah, just uh, a little bit. Not really. No. Did they? No. The only thing they showed was that when when they when they released him from command, um, he sort of and people were kind of scared when he like took off his his, his like knight's armor off and took out a sword for a second. He said like, even now I could cut through all of you like cutting through cake. And all the king's right. guard was, yes. and you believed it. You're like, yeah, he probably could. And I'm sure the king's guard knew. They're like, oh yeah, he probably can. <laughs> um, he really wanted to. Right, totally. Um, you know what? One thing we didn't talk about. Speaking of the king's guard, is um, Joffrey saying something to Sansa about how he like he thinks maybe he'll come and visit her at night, um, and have sex with her, Ooh, and like yes. get the king's guard to hold her down while he does it. Yeah, but do you really think he was... I mean, I feel like for him, it's just like it's more exciting the idea of rape than actually raping. Yeah. Um, he just wants, just wants to really hurt them. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I think I think just the idea of like of having someone helpless and hurting them is like more appealing to him than the actual sexual desire. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting because in the in the book it's only like like someone mentions to Sansa like you know just because you're married that's not going to stop him right um, 
So, so in the show, I think they wanted to make it like even more intense and immediate or whatever. So they had Joffrey just, even though it was a little out of character, because he nor- he doesn't behave badly in public, right? He behaves badly in private, but like in public, he knows how to act to make people think that he's well, not a complete psychopath. Well, kind of. So kind of. This was like he's he's, he's well, still moody. He's still moody. Like he still he still goes goes a little nutty, but he yeah. Uh, I mean, well, there's I a reason. I don't know if you're, that people no, no, he, like doesn't, him. he doesn't show that he doesn't have the beating thing. No, no, he's he's pretty public with stuff. Actually, he he is kind of kind of horrible in public. I, I take that back. He's like yeah, he's like he does, like, he does a lot of horrible stuff in public. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, oh, one thing we should talk about, Sam, and you made the yeah. Facebook post about it, but you're right. Why did Sam fucking drop that dagger and leave it? Well, isn't <laughs> that? I'm pretty sure that's what happens in the book, also. I don't really? think so. No, because what I think what happens in the book is like the other is just like coming at him and he's holding the dagger, and the other pretty much just like impels itself on the dagger in his hand. So and he I, loses it. So I think no, I think he's still holding the dagger. I don't remember. I don't quite remember how it happens in the book. I feel like he lost okay. it. Maybe it broke. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I, don't... I think I think something like that. But I thought <laughs> I thought it was um I, I for some reason I think that he did keep it though in the book. But in any case, it seems it's like ridiculous like unless he was just like scared out of his mind and he thought that it was like toxic or something if he picked it up, but Yeah. But like well, I, hello, I, well, like that's the only weapon you have that works against these guys. Why would you leave it yeah, behind? Yeah, that was so ridiculous. Yeah. Um but I oh, I think that the girl who plays Gilly is pretty good. And I also think they, they they had a really good look for her because it's like it's interesting. It's like she definitely is kind of like not just like lowborn. She you know she's kind of like what's it called? I wouldn't say trashy because that doesn't really exist back then. But she's clearly you know <laughs> poor and whatever. And she looks like it. Uh, uh, she she looks like it. She looks like she didn't grow up with like any sort of wealth. She didn't or whatever. But she's also kind of pretty, which is like the thing, you know. Which I, I think they do a good job, and, and I think they also do. I mean, they're also the guy who plays Sam. That, you know, definitely hits the nail on the head completely yeah. with Sam. Yeah. And I think with Gilly, like it, they they actually have a good rapport with each other because it's kind of like Sam is like. He's like kind of nervous around her a little bit, but he also kind of wants to protect her. Like, oh, he does want to protect her, and he like tries to be kind of charming with her, but he also is bumbling. And she, she like kind of knows, but she like is kind of into him because you know he's like protecting her, right? Or whatever. And so it's, it's like and she's also she's kind of tough and kind right. of like you know, but she's also like kind of naive at the same time because she's so sheltered. Yeah, yeah. So, which, yeah. which and that whole thing, an interesting and it, character. And I thought that was cool. They really bonded over something when she like brought up about like when she brought up about like like uh, like uh, her father <laughs> like, like like naming the kid Randall. He was like, "No, don't don't do that." And, and he's like, "My father." And she's like, "Is it cruel?" And he's like, "A different manner of cruel." And that was that was yeah. kind of cool because yeah. they both right. they could both could bond over that, you know. And I thought that was really they're cool. awful awful fathers. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in, in two completely different ways. I wonder that they probably will eventually show Randall Tarley. I, I think I think they will. Well, like, he becomes slightly more important later on, and I mean, but just in Dance of Dragons, Dragons he's, he's shown he's, up a lot. Doesn't he preside over Tyrion's trial? That sounds kind of familiar. Maybe, but even so, that almost doesn't matter. Or is that Mace Tyrell? Well, he's a Tyrell veteran. He's yeah, Tar- not Randall Tarley, right? It's Mace Tyrell, I think. Well, the, besides over Tyrion's trial. Benji's right that the Tarleys are the bannermen of the Tyrells. Right, yeah. and the whole thing is that pretty much like 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 Randall Tarley like wins uh, Mace Tyrell's uh, battles. Like that's like the basic thing. Um, Mace Tyrell is like ridiculous. 
No. Yeah, he, yeah, Randall Charlie does does show up at some point, but he's it, it's in kind of a small role. I don't know if, if he's important enough that we'll ever actually see him in the book. Well, he shows up. He shows up later on in Dance of Dragons when yeah. you know after after Tywin's dead and they're and they're in the uh, you know and they're in the the small council and and like Kevin Lannister and, and Mace Terrell, Terrell has like a like he's the hand of the king and he has remember he has like a a chair shaped out of a hand just or like a chair like shaped into a hand just for him and he has no clue what he's doing and he's just like <laughs> being good old Mace Tyrell. Um, yeah, well. I don't know. It's a little weird that way. But. I'm I'm curious. I mean, I am sort of like it, it is interesting because I'm I'm looking forward to and not looking forward to the red wedding because I mean, hopefully they do it well. But it is like I mean, it is one of the most like heart wrenching scenes. So like seeing that whole thing, I, I, I'm trying to think about how they'll do it, you know, and how they'll have. What's really interesting is how they'll have Catelyn react during it. Like, do you do you think she's gonna kill the the fray like the simpleton fray? You think that whole thing's gonna happen, and she tries to like go over to to to, to Walder and try to be like Lord Walder and like tries to go and kill him, kind of, or something like that? Do you think they'll I do hope that? So. I hope do they we have one. Huh? Is there one? Is there, is there one? one what? I mean, is has he been introduced? No, oh, no, no. The Jester no. hasn't been. In, no, he no. hasn't. So that's that's the thing. So maybe they'll have her try to like go and. Try to go and 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 just attack Walder Frey. That would kind of that would kind of make sense. But part of also the thing that's so heart wrenching about the Red Wedding um, scene is her internal dialogue. Like that's the thing about the Red Wedding scene. It's not just it's not just that they're all being killed. It's like Catelyn and her response to it is like really and how she goes from like she goes from like the extreme like pain and sadness to madness and like that whole thing. Is like is like really what may, heightens the scene so much, and you know it's the whole thing that it's like that it's like um, uh, she said something like Walder like Walder Frey didn't keep his promise, but she but but she did like she, no 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 she no she because remember she held she held uh, like the great grandson rather that the simpleton she ha- she held him up and said and said I will spare his life if uh, like if you let my son go and then once they once they kill Rob Stark immediately she she goes and she's like she's like um, She's like, uh, or like her dialogue is like, you know, Walder Frey broke his promise, but Catelyn kept hers, and she like, you know, killed him, and uh, and Walder's like, I I never really cared about her anyway, <laughs> you know, <'Cause, laughs> can't get about her anyway, you know. And, and one that, thing, and that, one thing they haven't really established on the show is just how big the Frey family is, and how many sons Walder Frey has and grandsons. They kind of did in the first season. They kind of did. Um, hmm. um. Yeah, but yeah, but that is the main thing. Just like Frey, yeah, have all, all, the, all those people. Is it just a phrase, or were there were there uh, were there um, were there Lannisters? Wait, what were the other families there that were on the Frey side? Were the Boltons the there? Um, the just... Boltons were there. Yeah, yeah. Right, so that's the whole well, thing because they right. said because Jamie Lannister actually sent his regards in the seventh episode. And they're like, Jamie Lannister sends his regards, and that's what he says before he does the deed. I think I think the Boltons are the only one of the Stark bannermen that actually like turn on them at the wedding, I think. Wait. Is that possible? Yes, it is possible. You're right. That is what happens. Yes. So that that's interesting. It's a good point, because I guess that'll be interesting. Of course, we haven't seen anything with the Manderleys. 
but <laughs> the man release. We see that um, later. Oh I, man, I'm, I I'm imagine what, what I think they'll do. What I think they'll do is like during the wedding, they'll kind of make the point that there's like a fuck ton of phrase everywhere. Yeah, you know, just to like yeah. establish the fact that like basically like Ned Stark's entire you know contingent is like outnumbered by just the phrase. That'd be a good way to do it. Okay, so now I know we were we were just talking about you know Mr. Manderley himself. I was, so, oh, I hope they have a scene where they where they slice later on when they slice open one of his like triple chins or whatever. <laughs> That's just so great. He doesn't die because it protects his neck. <laughs> <laughs> he's got he's got a protective layer. All right, all right. so a little bit of a little bit of stub casting. He's either played by John Goodman or. <laughs> <laughs> John Goodman isn't nearly fat enough. No, I, I know. Well, they, they, they made Matt, Matt, uh, Magister Illyrio. Uh, Illyrio isn't nearly as fat at all no, in the show. Not at all. That's true. He walked. Yeah. That's, that's, that's almost like impossible for for Illyrio in the show. I mean, in the books. But yeah. No, I think I think you're right. I think what's going to happen is that Manderley is actually going to be played by a a, a series of pulleys and weights. Like they're gonna <laughs> go out to, the yeah, they're gonna get. <laughs> that's it. Repurpose job of the hut. You know how to go. Yes, Lord Mandeley. I once, Lord Mandeley. Oh, there, there, there's that. There's that great line. Remember that that Mandr- Lyman Manderley says in um in Dance with Dragons, where he's like, like when it really starts to fight off, he said, he says like, like. Well, it's okay that 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 boy died because if he had grown up, he would have grown up to be a fray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then of course it's great because like because like Bruce Bolton is like, you guys can fight later. Right now we're not fighting. <laughs> later on, you can kill each other. I don't care. I don't care if you, you know, you just have everyone's balls fed while they're attached uh, to the wolves. I don't care what you do. Um, that's fine with me. Just right now. Keep yeah. Well, all right. So let's think about this for a second because I think we should just uh, start getting to the end here. The next episode supposedly says something about Jon Snow's loyalty being tested, something having to do with planning the invasion of Yunkai, of course, and then the wedding itself, and something with Bran. No, don't, don't, don't say all the stuff. I'm, I don't want to know. <laughs> what's, um, what's the name of the episode? It's called the Reigns of Castamir. Yeah. Oh, of course. Now, my question yeah. is, what do you think is going to happen with Yonkai? Is Yonkai going to just... Wait, wait, wait. Do, do, they, do they play... Do they, do... What? Do they play the Reigns of Castamir at the wedding, right? They do that at Rob's wedding, right? Yep. That's the whole That's thing? The whole, the whole point. The musicians... Because remember, Catelyn is like noticing that the musicians really suck... Like they're really bad, and like they're all like just not playing, you know. Like they're they're like the worst musicians, and then like the musicians like get rid of their instruments and just start like shooting people with arrows. Right, because they because weren't really they're not musicians. actually musicians. They're just like hired killers. But, but they exactly. sing. Do they sing the reigns of Castamere? They, yes, they do sing the reigns of Castamere. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah, yep. of course. And they just set that up in the last episode, where like you know they're, you know, that Cersei was talking about the reigns of Castamere, right. and so they're like, oh. And then, yeah, so that way, you know, Catherine's like, what? is that the reigns of Castamere? What? Yeah. So, 
we talked about this before about the about episode ten and how it's called Misa, which is the mother that Yunkai uses, which would seem to indicate that it has something to do with her freeing the slaves and Yunkai. Right. Because why else would they call it that? Do you but think? The, Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, well, well, the real question is, what's going to happen with Storm of Swords? You know, at the end, you know, with the end of this, you know, so we, I feel like we have a, a decent idea about what's going to happen, you know, but is the 10th one going to have it start the raid? You know, is it, you know, Ygritte going to die this season? Well, they usually have some event happen in the 10th episode as well. Usually the main thing is the 9th episode, but the 10th episode... The tenth episode, they may have Arya boarding the 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 ship. I think that that's somewhat reasonable to think. Well, she, okay, because if they were going to do that, they would need to leave Sandor behind. I they, they I think they're going to skim over some of that stuff. I oh, think maybe they will. Over. Maybe they will. Okay, so that's one possibility. So that she does that she does the Valorcorlis thing. Yeah. So here's what I think. I think that Arya is not going to go on the ship because. Mm-hmm. There's like still more stuff that has to happen with her before that. Like she and the Hound have to run into. Um, remember they run into like Raph and Polliver and oh, Tickler, that's... and yeah. kill them, right? So oh, I think oh, oh, that's that, right. That and, all and, happens and... after the wedding. Oh fuck! Yes. Right, right, right. Because because the Hound sees the Brotherhood again, right? And like then the brother, mm. there's a great line that the Hound has. Remember, like they gave him the deed. And, uh, and, and like, and what's it called? And he comes back to the brotherhood and he's like, I want gold. And they said, we gave you the deed. And he's like, I want my arse with that, with that deed. I want my gold. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, that's right. You're right. Does, doesn't so, mean they're, so doesn't I mean they're think, not going to I mean, it doesn't mean Here's what I think. I think the wildlings raid will happen this season. Um, and a grit will die this season. That's my prediction. That's probably right. one of the last things that happens in the season. Do you think they're gonna they're, are they gonna have the Joffrey wedding in the in the final episode? Do you think? Uh, no, for sure not. Joffrey's wedding is not gonna happen until next season. I think it would make any sense. I think they have to push that to next season. Why do you think they have to push? Too it? much. I, I think you're right. So so basically, you think it's just too much to pack in. Yeah, I feel like they'll be giving away something that people. You know, people really want to see Joffrey Joffrey's wedding die. is like a big deal. It's like a yeah. big, long thing. Of course. Like, there's going to be an entire episode just about his wedding. Yeah. Right, right. And yeah. I also... You well, know, also you know, but, but it'll probably happen in the beginning or middle of the next season. They have to have the acrobat dwarfs, you know, the dwarf follies where they're like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, jousting at each other. Like, all that stuff has to be in there. Yeah, well, I think I think they'll have like 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 an either an early episode or an episode in the middle where Joffrey dies because I think they'll have, you know, they'll they'll, they'll have the whole thing, it, you know, probably probably the end of the season, your ninth or tenth episode, Tyrion, you know, kills Tywin. You know what I mean? So they're gonna have to have the trial and the Tyrion killing season. Tywin is gonna be, I imagine, one of the last things that happens in uh, in next season. Right, 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 right. It'll probably uh, yes, it'll, be the, it'll be the ninth or tenth episode. But like, which, the, one, you, which, the, which one do you think so is gonna be Ober and Martell? Oh the my ninth god! episode is probably uh, going to be the the combat between. Oh Obi- my god! I'm be. so fucking psyched for that. That's my favorite scene in the whole series. Like that is so good. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. It's, it's the whole thing because like because like Oberyn is just so great. Like with this spear. Also, they like been, uh, they haven't been cast Oberyn yet, have they? They have. Nope. They, they haven't shown anyone from Dorne. That's the thing. Nope, they haven't. They haven't shown 
anyone from Doran. I think they they they're gonna okay. have to add things from Doran. Nothing. Nothing. What they have to do next season? In the book, nothing really happened in, in Doran either until right. until Oberon shows up. Like he's right, the first exactly. that we even see. Right. Yeah. So there've been references to Doran, but you know nothing happens yet. So we need to obviously do something with them, but you know we don't have to deal with that yet. So, I feel like they're going to push off stuff with Marine until next season. At least her, her going up to them. And I think she's just going to free Yunkai in the final episode. Mm-hmm. Now, what else is going to happen? So, do you think that Bran and Sam are going to meet each other this season? Do they meet each other? They do, but it didn't. it doesn't necessarily have to happen this season. I think that they're going to have to have the Wildling attack... That's right, they meet each other because the whole thing with the mouth opening up. Right. Yeah. So I think they need to have the Egret thing, you know, dying when, after, uh, John escapes. I think that that's what's going to happen. I think the next episode, John's going to say, I have to, you know, he realizes they're going to attack. No one's at Castle Black, or, or at least very few people. And it's mostly not warriors. So I need to go back and warn them. He does that. And then in the final episode, they have, maybe have a little fight, and Ygritte dies during that. Right. You know, yeah. I think that would make sense. Yeah. Now, it's also interesting because the thing is, we can't have Davos trying to take rescue Gendry until all three guys die. Because Ooh, that's, that's the whole... Oh, that might happen in the 10th episode. Balin... No, no, that, that's the thing. Maybe Balin yeah. will die? Balin... Might that's, die. Not a, that's a that's a good point because that it way might, it might, you it could might sort of on that. Yeah. it might cheat on that because because remember the, Rob and then Balin and then it's like and then a little cliffhanger like oh what about Joffrey or whatever yeah. you know what I mean you know what I like that I do like that yeah I think yeah. Balin, I think there's a good chance that Balin might die yeah yeah, yeah. It's oh that would be okay so do we think that that's going to be the final scene Balin I I right? think it might I I can't say for sure but I think it's I think there's a good likelihood that's going to be the no no it might be like a last scene where you show Balin dying. And then, like, maybe they show seeing the fire with Melisandre or whatever. You know what I mean? And it's like, two down. Not that she's going to say two down. <laughs> <laughs> two down, bitches. <laughs> and then, like, she, she has, like, a, a, a mic that she's constructed. It's like, this is an, old, this is an ancient Giscari invention. <laughs> Nobody knows what it does, but everyone looks cool when they do this. And then she just drops it. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I feel like we should retcon that ancient Gis was actually a really advanced civilization that fell because they used a nuke on themselves, and that's what happened. And that's why everyone who tries to get into old Valyria dies from radiation poisoning. Exactly. Wait, everyone dies who tries to go to old Valyria. Yeah, yeah, they do. It's like a Bermuda Triangle. It is. It is like a Bermuda Triangle. People just vanish in there. Oh, that's going to be cool. They're, he's going to explore that, definitely, in, in, in one of the last two books. All right, so after episode nine, we'll have to reconvene and see if any of our predictions made true or if, we, uh, or if, if they just stuffed it all in there, if they, just, if they had a split screen between Joffrey's <laughs> yeah. wedding and Rob's wedding. Yeah. yeah, they have that, and then they have... Then they have like, and then they make a third one where like Tyrion just like kills Shay and then kills Tywin, and then like, and then then John becomes like Lord Lord Commander and then is stabbed in the back. (laughs) 
Okay. Well, you remember you remember what George R. R. Martin said about the seventh book. He said, in the sixth book, everyone is going to die, and in the seventh book, we'll just be a thousand pages talking about, like, snow falling on a barren field. <laughs> so I think the show is going to go in a similar direction. Yeah, no, no, sense. in the last book screen, you just see, you just see, like, Theon, and he's got a vagina, and he's like, I got no balls anymore! <laughs> <laughs> Finally! Finally, we get to see a naked dude, technically. But, okay, but I do like I do like this Giss idea because what's really going to happen in the tenth episode is that some is that Daenerys is going to see something and say, "What's this? It's something from old Giss. Nobody knows what it does." And like she knocks on it really hard, and then it just blows up, and what's then it says, yeah. "Game is over," and that will be it. And then, uh, game so and then parentheses of Thrones and parentheses is over. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's when you have to have that clip from Street Fighter the movie where Roll Julia says game over <laughs> of course <laughs> yeah right okay right. yeah I guess so. so I think that was good and we will reconvene next time alright sounds good yeah nerd you later nerd you later